0: Hello, friends. This is Taverly, and you are listening to Grit and Grace. We are here for soul-level conversations that will take us across the veil in mystical and magical ways. I invite you to leave what you know at the door, open your heart, and receive. If you want to find out more information, make sure you go to Moontempleschool.com. And now let's get started. it is the most beautiful day to be here with you on grit and grace and bringing you one of my one of the greatest loves of my life one of my sisters my dear friends a spiritual master and yet student of all things and a teacher in moon temple mystery school that teaches the ritual master path and she is she is another half of me or another part of me, and and when we're together, we are like two serpents that have swirled together and face head on, and then imagine if we face outward. <laughs> it's this magical connection. And I'm so grateful to bring you my sister, Mishi. Hello.
1: Hello. I love that introduction. Can you call me every morning and tell me that? <laughs> yes, I'm going to. I'm going to. I I could talk for her a
0: long time about our experiences in this lifetime and previous lifetimes, because there's so much energy. It's just even when I think of you or feel you or I have a picture wall and you are like featured on all parts of my picture wall. And when I'm when I'm with you, I feel this anchored connection of such safety and love that I'm just so grateful.
1: Oh, thank you. I feel the same way. And it's been amazing to... Um, walk alongside of you in so many magical ways and see you blossom in such a beautiful powerful leadership role. So thank mm-hmm. you for your mm-hmm. devotion of magic. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. I think about Moon Temple Mystery School and I, I recall the <laughs> the opening <laughs> ceremony. You know I have to bring this up the opening ceremony that we did, it was this plan that I had to really like open the temple and I asked you to come with me and we went deep into the mountains, into a secluded place and uh, I was performing a headless rite and you were like the other half of me, like like we were facing in two different directions (laughs) and I'm just, (laughs) it was so wild and for those of you that don't know the story, I think we've told it on this podcast before, I feel like I've talked about this before, but... What happened was when we were done with the ceremony. What happened was. <laughs> what happened was we almost burned
1: down a mountain. <laughs> That's true.
0: Yeah, it was very magical. There was we- a huge
1: fire that got started mm-hmm. and it wasn't started by us.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And we didn't even discover it until we were all done. We were back inside, still in our full ritual Gowns, Like we had on, you know, black full length gowns and we were kind of giddy inside, you know, this cabin we were staying at, we were a little giddy inside and we were happy and we knew we had pulled in a lot of, uh, I want to say we opened the shadows because we, it's almost like without knowing it, we knew that a lot of this work was going to be in the shadows. So we definitely opened the shadows, mm-hmm. went into the shadows and, and welcomed in safety All the humans and spirits that Mm -hmm. were going to come into Moon Temple Mystery School. So we like opened the door. And so we went inside and and the spirit said, oh, okay, you're welcome. Here you go. There's
1: a fire. We want you back outside now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we walked out to the deck and we were overlooking this field. And how far do you think that was away?
1: Oh, It had to have been like at least 50 50 yards, 40, 40, 50 yards Maybe. we look
0: out over the deck
1: and <laughs>
0: there's, the there's distance, a bonfire there's, there's a bonfire and this is a secluded area so it's, there weren't any other humans around and i remember i was on the deck and you were inside and i went back inside i'm like mishi mishi there's a fire and you're like no there isn't what yeah i think you said no there isn't i think you said what and i think you you <laughs> thought it was like i i thought like i saw a little fire and then you come out to the
1: deck. or like far away or something uh, yeah, I came out and I was like, oh, S-H-I-T. <laughs> yeah, you can swear. You can swear. Oh, oh shit. shit. There's a f- real fire. And it was, and it was in a the, big fire. It was in the fire pit, which is so funny. Mm-hmm. And there was a fire band. So we didn't even, any any fire that we did have, it was contained like in a jar. Mm-hmm. And so it was like little tea candles in a jar so that we didn't catch anything on fire. And was it was in the fire pit, luckily. Because if that was... would have spread, I think I would have left my body and not ever returned, <laughs> I really
0: think I did leave my body a little bit actually, because it was just such a wild thing, and I always i mean you know me i do these I do these types of ceremonies, not often actually not really often, but occasionally as as I'm called to and I trust, right? I mean, I've done this type of ritual before by myself, which is why this time I brought you in because last time I did it, I locked myself out of a house naked mm-hmm. on 14 acres of property at dusk, which right. was, that's a story for another day. So I called, I called in reinforcements and I- Because I, <laughs> if we're going to get locked that,
1: out again, you're going to have a companion.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have a companion. I mean, if I'm going to be locked out of a house naked, I would rather not do it alone. That's for sure. <laughs> anyway, that was- you know that was the the start of where we're at today and if i think of the mystery school and i i think of the label that i carry of temple keeper and i like that label as opposed to like owner or founder because to me it's bigger than just me mm-hmm. it's just i'm just helping to organize and bring the pieces together and so for you this transformative class this path that you just taught called called ritual master has changed so many people's lives. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on to talk about it because I think that there are a lot of misconceptions about shadow work or even about our shadows. And I, on social media, you know, something like TikTok, which you know I'm prevalent on, mm-hmm. doesn't give the depth of what's possible when you go into the shadows. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit and have you explain like what – what is the path of the ritual master and like, why do we do it? So let's, let's start there. Like what, how do you define ritual
1: master? So the name can be a little confusing to um, people and basically it's self mastery. It's really getting to learn about yourself and what makes you tick, what triggers you and really deep diving into something that um, we've held on for so long, especially during childhood that helped keep us safe. And now we're bringing it to the forefront and seeing how it's impacting us as an adult and whether or not we need to let go of that characteristic or that reaction and how it affects us in our daily life. Mm. Um, So it's really about self mastery. There is, there are a lot of different rituals in it. And the reason it's called ritual master is because you, I use rituals in order to help get in touch and help to move things along that would otherwise keep me stumped in life.
0: Mm. Um, transmutation. Yeah. That's yeah. what word came to me, yeah.
1: And so when you start the Ritual master class, you're basically walking through the pillars, the two pillars, the black and the white pillar, and you're opening yourself up, to be very transparent and to see all of your triggers, which can call in or make more apparent some of the things that can trigger you or um, get you in a state of mind that is not yourself. And so it's almost as if you're inviting these things to be under the microscope. Things can be more intense, things can come at you at a faster pace, or they can come at you in, in groups, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it really could make you stop and think, am I ready for this path? Because mm-hmm. everything is coming at me at once, and I don't know if I'm strong enough to do it, and I can absolutely tell you that you are, mm-hmm. because this path is opening that door to show you all of the things almost kind of all at once. It's almost like you're inviting that in. And so um, I ask people to be very open and honest about um, where they are in life and what's going on. And we talk about sometimes some really um, tough subjects But it's really to get you comfortable with your shadows. A lot of people don't want to talk about their shadows, especially if you were brought up in some sort of organized religion. You tend to have a lot of shame and guilt and trauma around your shadows. And I am here to tell you, if you want to free yourself of that, is to get to know your shadows and have... Tea with them, have coffee with Mm -hmm. them because Mm -hmm. they are trying to tell you something. They're speaking to you. And it's our job to listen and figure out a way to live a life alongside these shadows that benefits you. You no longer allow them to control your life, like you're in control and you set these boundaries with your shadows but it's it's learning how to walk side by side in life with these shadows because, you know, that saying of without darkness there is no light and without light there is no darkness. And so they're 50% of who we are. And so someone living in the light, you know, all of the time, I kind of question whether or not they are spiritually bypassing who they truly are, and spiritually bypassing the other half of them. If you Mm -hmm. really want to know your true self, it's getting to know your shadows and becoming acquaintances. Not necessarily (laughs) friends sometimes, but acquaintances.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling into that that you've just shared and thinking about the idea that a lot of people carry that that they are just who they are, that their life experiences have produced this human, this is this is who they are, this is it. Like I I am who I am, take it or leave it. Which is yes, and mm-hmm. is it possible through facing your shadows or becoming friends with the parts of you that you try to keep hidden to bring it more into your awareness, this like self more self awareness? Is it possible to change those triggers and actually transmute them? Is it possible to change through facing your shadows?
1: Absolutely. I think it is. Um, Some shadows, even to this day, I've been doing this for, I don't know how many years, but even to this day, I still get hit with, oh my gosh, okay, (laughs) hello shadow, And, Mm -hmm. and really getting to know how that shadow is affecting me in all of the different aspects of life. And really starting to ask myself where it's showing up in my body and what's happening because I am such a hushed magical child that any of this would not have been acceptable. And so for me to be very verbal in how I'm feeling, one, and where it's showing up in my body, two, and what is going on in my mind at that moment that is causing me to react in such a way that I no longer have control of the truth. I'm searching for myself. And so it's really been... (laughs) fantastic work for me because I'm becoming way more verbal at asking for help and telling people that I'm not okay when I'm not okay. And, um, taking a step back and saying, look, I'm really sorry for X, Y, and Z. This is what was going on. And I'm going to, um, do these things or work on these things so it's really it's really helped me transmute some of those deep dark reactions that mm-hmm. i've never um never really thought about or never really brought to the forefront of why exactly that's happening and is it serving me
0: and i think about how many people walk around daily and live with this like angst and pain inside of them which is the whole reason why you know that I'm driven to do what I do because I know that what's possible is is there right it's there's possibility there and I think of like I think of you right a powerful Witch, high priestess, ritual master, entrepreneur, wig whisperer, like all, like mother, lover, friend, like you are all of these things. And and on the surface, we can walk around on this planet and see each other and base each other just upon where we think that they are successful. And you are, and and yet underneath all of us lies this truth that creates this human that we are today. Yeah, and which is why I love that you're you're teaching this, while you're talking about this, because it. Brings a different level of how we can navigate this, the rest of this human life, however long it is, and future lives to come. Right. It helps us navigate it. I mean, do we want to spend our days left on this planet being triggered as fuck yeah. all the time, sitting with that angst in our body, or? It's possible to experience something different. Right. But you have to be willing to face truth, right? And this is between you and you. I mean, me and me. Right. This is me and me in the mirror of facing truth.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the whole mirror thing. Like it is a lot of mirror work and it's, it's, you know, looking at something or if you make a judgment about someone or um, have a feeling of like, why in the heck is this person doing X, Y, Z? It's like, why am I so triggered by that? What in it, what in this is a part of me that I do not like? Because I can guarantee you, you can probably trail it back to something that you have either done before, you've done a lot of work on, or you're still dealing with. And... It all comes back to why is this, why do I not like this about that person? Well, it's because I, you know, before I did self-transformation and self-mastery is I was that person that was my dogma, that was my programming. And um, then it's like this whole kind of mindfuck
0: of like, it's like the circle you go in the circle like you you look at somebody else and you can witness them having a, an emotion towards you and then you judge them because of that emotion yeah. towards you then you realize oh wait I've done that, that in the past that, I've judged yeah. others for that and now I'm judging myself and so I'm judging them yeah and judging myself yeah. and everybody's judging yeah. everybody and then what the fuck do we yeah.
1: do yeah yeah but I think it's just it's it's learning how to own your shit it's Owning Mm -hmm. your shit and being very forefront and Mm. truthful about who you are and what you've done and where you've been and how you were programmed and how you were raised and saying no more. I hear
0: it a lot in, on my feed and TikTok and, my, and the comments of the videos I create of people that have such a hard time like having grace for themselves or like, truly loving themselves. And I know that a big piece of that is, is not just our interpretation of our experiences, our, our, which is our programming, which is what you're talking about, but it's also we still carry the judgments of others on us, like a clothing We keep it on us from the time or, you know, a backpack, we put it in a backpack. Oh, somebody said when you're young, you talk too much, you eat too much, you're doing this, you don't do that. Boy, in the backpack it goes, in the backpack it goes. And then we become adults and we're carrying around these backpacks of all this crap people have told us. And we've internalized it as true. True. And so adding on top of that, that it's impossible to become an adult in today's world without experiencing some trauma on some level, because trauma is different for everyone. Combining trauma with our backpack full of other people's shit,
1: it gets heavy. Yeah. It gets heavy. Especially if you're a female or a feminine or a vulva body Mm -hmm. person or present as a feminine person, there is so much judgment and so much... um, Cattiness that goes into mm-hmm. judging another person that could you know be more feminine than you or is more slutty than you or and i use the word slutty i <laughs> i like to call Wait, myself first a slut first of all i was going to say there is something about, i i'm i'm a slut yeah. i mean i'm <laughs> and, and <laughs> I'm a, using that word is empowerment but it's like there yeah. are people out there that will judge another feminine person for being very sexually okay with themselves. And if Mm -hmm. you know, that just has never been, it's getting better, but in our day and age, it was like, that was your reputation and it was bad and naughty and dirty. It's still that way.
0: Yeah, Yeah. It's still that way. And it's an energy. I mean, I, I could be not dating for an entire year and still be deemed a slut Absolutely. because I because I'm because confident of who you are because yeah it's the energy and, and plus I like to wear just bras which yeah. I'm wearing right now <laughs> because Beautiful. I can it's my birthday gift to you oh, to come in yay to I love ours. it I'm calling you know a bra. me here I better I better give you a better view there
1: you go yummy 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 <laughs> and by the way it is Mishi's <laughs> birthday today yes indeed oh. I am seventy four. <laughs> I'm actually I 333 years old <laughs> 333 I love
0: it and third, and especially because this is third time's a charm we've had two other dates booked <laughs> that didn't work and of course I woke up today and I'm like of course the third time works because it's on Mishi's yes, birthday and I didn't realize that sure. when we booked it
1: there's something yeah. about the 13 13 mm-hmm. is such a great number for me and mm-hmm. it just proves that I was meant to break down what people have deemed as demon Mm. and so anything that has to do with 13 has always been represented as something bad and i also deal with a lot of um dark mother energy such as you know lilith who was demonized turned into a demon and kalima who was turned into a demon and like These energies are not demonic. They're very powerful Mm -hmm. and they have something to say. And just because they're feminine energies and they threaten the patriarch, then they're deemed as demons. And so it's kind of one of my duties in life to teach people that what's been taught one way for a long time is not necessarily true. And same with the number 13, because today is the
0: 13th. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful, and you do that very well. You know, you are a living example of being able to have grace and fully fucking embrace the dark as equally as you embrace the light. Right. It's 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 it's, and it's not always a perfect balance of half and half but you equally embrace both parts of you and it's such a beautiful thing to witness in you. Plus, you're just such a beautiful human on the inside and out. Thank
1: you. It's been quite interesting to interact with people and if I mention something about teaching a class or whatever, they ask what and then (laughs) I talk about shadows and our darkness and how I love dark mothers and all of this and they're just kind of like, she's dead. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, yes.
0: Oh, yes. I, I would say the most common question I receive in my life is if I'm a good witch or a bad witch. And I, my response is, what is your definition of bad? Yeah. And then that sparks a whole like usually a mind melt happens and the conversation almost doesn't take place in that moment because it triggers people to think about yeah, truly like absolutely. what is and where does that come from? And and that's my next question. If someone gives me an explanation of that, then I say, Well, where does that belief come from? And yeah. then it's and then you're like deep into a contemplation. And funny enough, when you say dark mother, I I'm planting a death garden mm-hmm. this year. And yes, so you are. I have of course I have. I have all of the most poisonous plants currently fostered in my home. I have rows and rows and rows of them. And it's interesting because as I was meditating before bed last night, I was interacting with the spirits of the plants and it's almost like they reminded me that as spirit allies, you know, you and I both work Mm -hmm. very closely with plants, but as a a spirit ally, they assist me in being able to assist others in Mm -hmm. that path of transformation. Because I, you know, you know, I I flow with, oh, go plant a death garden. I'm like, okay, great, no yep. problem. I'm planting a death garden. Mm-hmm. Don't need to know why yet. And yet I can feel the spirit of these plants coming in to say that it's a they they have the ability to aid in transformation. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they bolster me yeah. to aid others in transformation. I'm like, okay, got it. And death to me, I mean, this is part of the reason why people in our country fear death so much is because of demons, right. because of this shame and dogma you were talking mm-hmm. about, because people are afraid if they die and they haven't done it the way the church has taught them that they're going to go to hell. <laughs> like, that's why we fear death so much, right, right. In, this, in this in this country. And I, I think... Right. I mean, I feel like we're humans. We're the hell. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we, bring, we bring the hell fire. Talk about hell. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's earth. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much it's, it's earth. earth. This is it. Lowest, densest energy <laughs> that you can experience You cannot ever. get any worse than what it's this like is it, today. right? It's yeah, true. Yeah. And I mean, that has been such a huge learning experience for me. I am so much about death and rebirth. I mean, if you look at the number 13, it's about... Mm-hmm. it's. a a restart you know because you know even in the clocks or even in the months there Mm -hmm. is no 13 so it's like a restart Mm -hmm. and so um anything that has to do with death and rebirth i have so much serpent energy that um i have a lot of serpent energy or serpents tattooed on my body i just deal with a lot of serpent energy and so it's all about death and rebirth and this life i can't count on the number of toes and fingers of how many times I've gone through death and rebirth in mm-hmm. major ways, not just, I mean, if you think about waking up in the morning, that's part of death and rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about the new day starting or any of that, it's all about death and rebirth. And so having death and rebirth in major ways has just been something that, not that I'm comfortable with, but that. Anytime something happens, it's like, okay, we've done this before. This is part of the death. This sucks. And it's clearing the path for rebirth. So to me, anything that has to do with death, um, it just is its part of who I am. And I have a partner who their grandmother is um, kind of nearing the end of their life and we all know it's coming. And so there are times when she comes to me and asks me for help on dealing with, um, mm-hmm. cause she knows it's going to be very hard on her. She has been 100% the caretaker of her grandmother for a really long time. And, um, they're very close. They talk on a daily basis. And so we do a lot of, um, death and rebirth rituals just to kind of get her into, she knows that it's coming and that it's okay. It's okay to have these feelings and it's okay to be scared because we don't know what's going to happen. And she is going to miss her tremendously and that's okay. And, um, I just, I tend to have a different aspect of, when people leave their body when their souls leave their body and their body is no longer here i get to have more time to talk to them <laughs> i get to have more one on one time and it's always been that way when my grandparents passed it was like i could tell that their soul or before even before they passed i could tell that their soul has already left their body they're not there anymore and so then i could go in and and talk to them and talk to their souls and and um, what a freaking trip because mm-hmm. then you really mm-hmm. start to learn that none of this matters.
0: None of it they matters. They now see mm-hmm.
1: the truth. They now have mm-hmm. access to the truth of life, and they get to share all of these lessons and learnings with you <clears throat> because they've seen it on the other side. And mm-hmm. what we humans. Um, make into a big deal and spend a lot of time trying to control people is just, it's not the truth. And so, um, yeah, so I tend to have a different aspect on death and Mm -hmm. I kind of maybe think that I should make that part of, um, my dharma in life. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, Death and rebirth. I don't rebirth know if you is. remember,
0: Mishi, that I I, tra- I trained I do um, remember. with a team of death doulas. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling that for you for sure. Um, because in this lifetime, I, I want to go back to when you were talking so much about death and rebirth in this lifetime. Because I think that there is something to be said for that. That is what you just shared is super powerful, by the way. Um, death and rebirth that we can change, we can transform, we can be something different. Anytime. That we want. And the death can be of the old versions of ourself. It can be of our shadows. Like we can let our shadows die. We don't have to fucking carry that backpack. We
1: don't have to fucking carry that. We can let it die. Just because the Bible or a person of clergy has told you that you have to do X, Y, and Z. (laughs) Like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No,
0: no, you don't.
1: (laughs) I'm here to tell you. Trust me. I have not gotten struck by lightning yet, knock on wood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean we set fires in fields, we do but set we don't fires, get struck by but... <laughs> <light>. <laughs> or take trees down. Yes. I was telling the story the other day. <laughs> oh take my trees God. down. I feel I feel like you're your all of this is 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 why is why this is important work. And um I witnessed all the students in this round of ritual master. Be absolutely flabbergasted at where their triggers came from. Mm-hmm. And you know, most people that were in this year's class were experienced in self transformation, like they've done work. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like their first dip in the water, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, the recognition that they had of their triggers, which drive all of our days, right? I mean, we can all go through those days and be triggered all the time and not even know why. That realization. Has been so powerful to all of them. It's changed their relationships, some of them with their entire families, some of them with their partners. They've been able to let go of so many things that they actually didn't know how. And, you know, there is a a really important place in our society for therapy, right? Neck up. Absolutely. And yet I feel like what you're talking about is taking people neck down through the body, Mm -hmm. letting stuff literally die Mm -hmm. and, you know, to make space for something else. Yeah. To make space for something else.
1: Yeah, and just a note on what you just said about uh, mental health. I do feel mm-hmm. like that um, if at any point somebody is going having a really hard time um, dealing with something, that that is absolutely something that they need to find alternative mm-hmm. help with. And I can send them in all kinds of directions. I have all kinds of... Um, people that can Mm -hmm. help in all different ways, whether it's counseling or um, with the body, somatic healing or sexual trauma or anything like that. I have a ton of people that can help Mm -hmm. them with that. That's not my area of expertise. My area of expertise is finding the triggers and Mm -hmm. acknowledging them. But anything that goes more serious than that um i highly recommend therapy um i yeah, myself for sure see a therapist mm-hmm. quite mm-hmm. often and it's because i have a lot of things that i need to deal with and i am perfectly fine um seeing a therapist about it um i'm navigating not navigating life with support it. yeah i'm not gonna yeah, spe- especially spiritually mm-hmm. bypass i am 100 mm-hmm. percent not going to spiritually mm-hmm. bypass that mm-hmm. um so yeah it is absolutely dealing with the things that show up in the body and how we react and creating space for renewal and mm-hmm. spring and flowers and all of the great wonderful things
0: I love it. I love it. Well, we're probably going to open Ritual Master again yeah. soon. And so if anyone is, if this has sparked your curiosity on your path of finding, you know, the the best way that you can navigate the this human experience, you know, reach out to me if it's not listed on my site, reach out to me and I will make sure that we get you on the list. Because as you can see, Mishi mm. is such a magical being of real human experience and also so fucking powerful and magical, my love.
1: <laughs> I don't know about the human experience because I tend to feel like I'm an alien driving a human suit. and so I know you think that. It's really hard for me to connect with the human experience because I feel like there's something better and different and something easier out there and... <laughs> So I know you feel yeah. that from your, yes. from the perspective of someone that loves you
0: deeply. I, 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 happen to like the human part and the alien part. I love it when you're like, no fucking tether me. I'm going up here. I'm going away. I see you later. I'm going to melt right. in the sun. I'm That's staying right. in the shadows. I love all those parts of you. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Mishi. Thank, thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. All right. For those of you that are listening and you would like more information, you can always go to moontempleschool.com. And the show notes will include my email address to reach me. And if you have questions and would like to reach me she directly, make sure that you hit me up. And thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to Moontempleschool.com and you can find us there.